Hey, yo, what up, Colin? Wow. Wow. What? It was just loud. Uh, what, when I said six. A-yo? Well, no, you just, you know, you we're chatting before recording, and you're chatting at a certain volume, and then you hit record, and you're like, hey, yo, Colin! <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, That's okay. how you got to do. Got, it's just really, it's just it's a, it's loud. PO6. PO6. We are. The, the sixth consecutive week in quarantine, still holding down this podcast shit. Dude. What is time anymore? What is anything anymore? What What is life? Um, no, I mean, I honestly, when when we started, when we started thinking about recording remotely, I I don't know how long I thought it was going to go. Uh, if you would have said, "Do you think it's going to be six weeks?" I would have been like, "No, no, yeah. definitely not." But honestly, if you think about it, that's only six episodes. I don't I don't know. It it feels different looking back than I think it would have looking forward. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it, it totally does. I also think that it, I do think that we as a culture are, we're coming to terms with, we, we it's taken a, a solid month and a little bit more than a month, but we're coming to terms with what this kind of looks like moving forward. And, oh, yeah. you know, you know, we're, we've come to terms with what living like this is like. You know, we're, I feel like people are, are settling down a little bit at the same time. Other idiots are not settling down. Uh, I think in general, people are just kind of settled like, Oh, okay. Yeah. This is, this works. We're making it work. Obviously there's some huge hiccups in that, like schools and stuff like that. But uh, no, I just think that we're all now it's like, I remember six weeks ago thinking like, yeah, if you would have said this is going to, we're still gonna be doing the six weeks from now. I've been like, holy shit! I, uh, how how will I make that? How will we make it that far? And now it's kind of like, yeah, it's fine. Let's just do it for another month. Let's do it. <laughs> no, I I agree. Um, I think uh, I'm actually I don't want to say I'm glad, right? But every once in a while, something has to happen sometimes to force you to do the thing you've been procrastinating about. Uh, since we started this podcast a year ago, we've been saying things like, oh, we're gonna do more live stream stuff. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. And honestly, even going forward, once life gets back to normal and we get back in a room potting together, which is ultimately the plan, I foresee this maybe being a viable option from time to time, especially as uh, we think about maybe like having some of our friends on that are from out of state. Like it was always a thing before we wanted the chemistry to be in person. So I didn't really want to invite friends unless they could come in person. Yeah. It's not really the option anymore. I think maybe next week, let's just. Get us a friend. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also, it, this is, I like your viable option because, you know, these also the nights where we get to the practice spot and there's a shitty band, the band, the, right. the band music next door. Yeah. Like, well, okay, fine. Well, I'll see you in 15 minutes on Zoom instead. Or not yeah. 15 minutes, but maybe 15 minutes if I lived as close as you. 50 minutes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, and I'm pretty stoked to do more live things. Um, I've actually talked to a few friends already um, just to, you know, I guess, queue up some potential long, long uh, distance guests. Uh, hey, man, before we even get too far into the pod, do you only have three records or is the lamp washing one out again? No, I th- I put only put three up there and I spaced them out because of the washing out thing. I I 
noticed that it looked dumb. So, okay. I mean, I can help you with your lighting setup. No, I like my lighting setup. I'm just saying, I have a, uh, I have a light like a softbox, like what we used to use for the fucking uh, when we recorded. Oh, I, mean, and- I do, I do across the room have a like. It's not in a soft. It's not a light in a softbox, but it's like a like a really bright lamp. I see. It's uh, making your eyes glisten. That might be my computer. No, I'm I'm joking. It's just a reflection of the light. Oh. All right, Colin. I need to know something. Well, first of all, I think my typo on the board is hilarious, but I'm going to try and pronounce it correctly anyway. Kim Jong Un. Uh, is that you dead or alive? Kim Kong. Yeah, do you see it says Kim Kong? <laughs> uh, I think he's probably dead. I mean, all the reports are saying, oh, wow, you are really just flipping those over in real time. Sorry. This is the first time I've watched it in real time. That's really funny. Board. You're getting to watch the you're getting to watch the yeah. production happen. It's like your own personal behind the scenes to your podcast. I can tell right now too, dude, that you are like really good at at facilitating meetings. <laughs> I'm actually not. I kind of suck at it. And I want to be honest, like a thousand percent honest, doing this has helped me get more tactical in my real job. I sucked at doing the bureaucratic stuff with meetings. I can talk all day, which is yeah. why I wanted to start a podcast. Uh, doing the this shit, behind the scenes shit, I got all the practice for the podcast and it's made me better in my actual job. But I'm gonna digress and turn will, it back over I will to you. Say, I will say that I will say that I have learned a lot about you know the store the sort of stuff from you. I, not that I hadn't used all this stuff before, but like how to use it and how to use it effectively. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's, there's your praise for the night. Um, Woohoo! Cheers. No, nah, he's probably he's probably dead. Uh, I think I think uh, Kim Kong Un. Uh, I think that he, they said that he had surgery. The reports were that he had, had surgery, cardiovascular surgery, probably, probably had a heart attack is what they're all saying. And that he's not, he wasn't really in good shape. He didn't take care of himself and all that stuff. And uh, complications from that, that he, he was either in a vegetative state or brain dead. Right. And then it kind of got quiet. They were like, were those reports true or not? And then I, I didn't watch it, but I guess in today's uh, episode of Crazy President Behind the Microphone, uh, he somebody asked him a question about it, and he kind of like alluded to the fact that he's probably dead. But he, he basically said something like, I can't tell you, but it's not good or something like that. So, oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't catch that. I actually didn't. I bet, uh... I bet he's dead, and they're just trying to figure out how to, what to do. I am slightly proud of the fact uh, that I did not see a single like presidential thing today. I, I saw nothing. I did nothing with politics today. Feel pretty good about that. I really didn't either. I didn't watch the briefing. Oh, okay, I thought you said. Uh, I my bad. I misunderstood. I thought you said that today. Oh oh oh. Okay. I didn't like, I'm, I'm, I'm saying like, I didn't like watch shit, I, but I, yeah, I've kept up with the, I've kept up with the, the Twitters and stuff. Today. Sorry. I did. You're like, did I stutter? I didn't watch any news today. <laughs> no, 
I did not watch a damn thing. But they, um, they're saying that there's, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say like just in general. Okay. So I heard from, I didn't hear from, but I saw on TMZ. Generally speaking, that's one of the most like on point news. Like for, for anything they report is it has a very high probability of being true. That's just kind of how I've always looked at it. Don't ask me why, but they are more capable of finding shit out like that than damn near anybody. No, it's true. you watch Game of Thrones? I forget. No, you didn't. No. Uh, anyway, there's a character named Varys in that, and he's the master of secrets, and he like can find out anything about anybody. TMZ is like that. Like TMZ is so shameless because the paparazzi shit and the gossip and all this stuff is so shameless that they they it like they're fine with exposing secrets. They're like, fine, tell us. If you don't want to go to the if you don't want to go to the real press, tell us because we'll just say it. You know what I right. mean? So I see what you're saying in that regard. It is sensational sometimes, but you are right. Like it's the secrets. It's the stuff that people aren't going to say on record. Yeah. The the moment that the moment that I see anything on social media that alludes to any kind of crazy shit, I literally go to Google and I type in the crazy shit I read and TMZ. If it's not there, I get suspect on it. I'm like, I don't know. So anyway, that's how, that's how I roll. They're saying that, uh, Kim Jong Un's sister would take over, like would oh, wow. and, and be that would be the first female like supreme leader or whatever ever, or something. Did I read that he was like younger than us? Oh, he's real young, dude. Dude, that's fucking crazy. I don't. I never. I never How even thought Kim about Jong-un? it. How old is like, Kim Jong Un? I think he's like 35, 36. Nope. You got the wrong guy. Definitely. You got the wrong guy. Siri did not hear that correctly. Uh, Dude, I was watching a YouTube video and it was a clip from The Simpsons and he said, Hey, Alexa, am I one of my kitchen went off? Dude. That is that happens uh, every time I was trying to figure more things out with how to set up different routines on Google. Like I would watch a YouTube video on it, and they would be doing it. Then I found this guy making these tutorials, and he would always like uh, mute out the, the Google word. And so if you're watching it, I was like, "That why does everybody not do that? That should just be common practice. If you're making a video about some type of virtual assistant." That has a a word yeah. you call up with that that should be common practice. That's like common courtesy. After I saw that one guy do that, I get angry when other people don't do it. It's like yeah. bands that tune on stage, you know, just don't, right? Or break down their uh, drums on stage. He is our age. He's uh he uh, according to South Korean records, he's thirty seven. According to American records, he's thirty six. Yeah, that's that's crazy. For some I reason, no I idea. thought he was in his mid twenties. Good Lord. See, I never questioned it. And shout out to Asians because you can never tell what fucking age they are. They could literally be 14 or 71 and they just kind of always look ageless. It's crazy. It's wild. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to leave that one. I'm going to leave that one there. Uh, Point taken. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. So now that now that I think of it, well, no, that's the thing is, I was thinking that movie, The Interview, that was about killing Kim Jong Un. That came oh, out like yeah, yeah. Didn't it get that came out um, like eight years ago? Yeah, it got so it got something. Didn't they say if you release this, we'll do something or? Well, that there was that whole hack in Hollywood, and all those people's yeah. nudes and stuff got out. That was North Korea took credit for that. Got uh, it as retaliation for the movie, the interview. <laughs> so it's a really fucking hilarious movie too. Uh, but he would have been in his mid to late twenties at the time when they made the movie, so he was young when he assumed power. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um... Well, Colin, I I just I need to know about this because uh, I can't even derive what it could possibly be. Turns out I got a lemon too. You have any guesses what this is about? Um, turns out I got a lemon too. Let's see. What things did you recently get? I'll just get to the picture. I'll just get to get it. it, dude. Pepper had a seizure. The puppy. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> See what I did there with the lemon thing? Yeah. <laughs> no, dude. She like, uh, this was on Friday, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was on Friday and it was about dinner time and, uh, or Thursday. It was about dinner time and I, she was asleep on the couch and I told the dogs, I was like, you know, time to EAT. I'm not going to say it because two of the dogs are right here next to me, but, uh, I said, you know, time to EAT and they all popped up and she popped up from her sleep and she stood up and she's a shaky dog as it is. And yeah. I'm, you know, taller than everybody, louder than everybody. So she, I'm the only one she acts like really nervous around. And so sometimes she just looks like she's nervous, you know? So I couldn't tell at first she like looked at me really weird and she was just shaking and she was like standing in a certain way. Yeah. And it looked kind of weird, but I was like, she just woke up. But then she like was drooling. And that's not, she doesn't drool. Yeah. And, uh, so we were, Sierra was right there and we were both really alarmed. And then, uh, she, over the course of the next like six hours, she threw up like four times and she mm. was acting super weird. So, so did you guys, well, you took her into the vet? Yeah, I took her to the the vet. She told us they told us to keep an eye on her on Friday. They said it wasn't an emergency, but to keep an eye on her. And then I took her in on Saturday, and um, they did blood work and stuff like that. Blood work came back fine. Uh, so they said it might be an anomaly. It might have been trauma. She might have been running around outside, hit her head on something, you know. Ooh. And so, uh, she's acting totally normal. She's been totally fine since. So. They said, hopefully it's an anomaly. But. Do you guys, um, do you buy special dog food for Pepper? Puppy food. Okay. Not like, yeah. I, I'm not the kind of person who spends like 40 bucks on a bag of food. The only reason I ask is because like, like uh, our dog, like Olive, Pepper seems to be a fairly small Boston, yeah. right? And smaller dogs tend to get hypoglycemia. So they, oh. they generally, you can get food that's a little more rich in certain nutrients to counterbalance that. Yeah. Um, other than that, you can also get shit you like sprinkle on their food that like regulates their blood sugar better. Um, but that what can cause you, seizures. How uh, interesting. That might be it. 
because he was well because he was talking about how he actually told me that about how like small breeds like toy breeds like Yorkies and stuff like that they do have they go into hypoglycemic shock and they yeah. have seizures and uh he said it could have been that but they don't really see it in a lot of terriers like Boston's and stuff bigger yeah. terriers but you're right you know she is small how how big is, is Olive? Uh, she, I don't, somewhere between nine and 11 pounds. Oh, really? Yeah. She's small. Pepper is like about nine pounds, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Olive is, Olive is small, uh, but a fucking tank. Like she's like, it's weird. She's tiny and like pure muscle. Melvin's pure muscle. Pepper's still really (laughs) like a fucking jellyfish. Yeah. Got it. Um, She's getting there, though. She's fast as fuck. So one thing I was kind of haggling haggling you about uh, on the internet was the Post Malone Nirvana thing. And I wish we could have got it together, right? Because what I wanted to do was, you know, start up the live stream, right? Get us on live, go Facebook Live, whatever, Twitch, YouTube, whatever the hell. And I found this website that allows me to send you a link. You go to the site and you and I can watch a YouTube video together. That's completely succinct. Meaning if there's any lag, you know, we always hear or see the same thing. Cause like with live live streams, such as the post Malone Nirvana thing, like totally synchronized. Yes. Like it's the exact same time. Yes. Because what it does is uh, if you go to a live stream and I go to a live stream, right. depending on our signal, it might get a few seconds off. Right. So what they've done is there's this, uh, there's this website. It's completely free. It's called watch together. And the, the two is just a numeric two. watch together. And you go there, create a room and then paste in a YouTube video link. And then you take the the meeting link or whatever it's called, the room link, and send it to somebody. And everybody can join there. You can chat, but you can watch it completely succinct so that you and I have the same experience. Um, people use it to watch even like Netflix and shit like yeah. that. Uh, so I was like, oh, this would be cool if you and I could watch it and discuss it live as it's happening, right? Yeah. Um, holy fuck, I would have loved to see the look on your face. Maybe like after the first song. Like as I ate shit. Here's it the definitely it definitely didn't go as well as I thought it was going to go, but it didn't go as bad as you thought it was going to go. It, that's interesting because I was I knew you were going to talk about it, and I was ready to talk about it because I have not watched it yet. Full disclosure: I have not watched it yet. I've been meaning to because you know I posted that on Sierra's I posted that on Sierra's wall completely sarcastically because she's already not really a fan of him and uh, Nirvana is like her favorite band ever and and she is very protective of that and uh so I thought it would be hilarious to because I knew that that would be like so triggering for her and right. uh like dude you should have seen her watch Miley Cyrus cover Pink Floyd's Wish You Were Here on Saturday Night Live this week because it was she was just like it was I thought the cover was pretty good to be honest with you but she was just so pissed anyway uh so I posted it and you were like he's gonna crush it and I was like yeah you're right he's a good musician and all that stuff 
but uh every single person i know who watched it said it was amazing shockingly amazing surprising they thought they were going to hate it they wish they didn't like it i've not heard one bad thing about it yeah i mean if you have any context to post malone and his you know his rap or I don't even know what to call it. It's not all rap, but his career. No, I I mean, like, it makes sense to me. Yes. If you have any context of who Post Malone is, you know, if you've heard White Iverson, (laughs) for example, hearing the fact that he's going to cover Nirvana is total left field. I mean, that's crazy. Uh, That being said, I knew that he was a good musician. I've seen lots of behind the scenes thing. I, I saw him cover songs and play acoustic long before this. I know he likes metal music. I saw the video with Jared Dines where he's fucking singing like, damn, what is he singing? Um, fuck, some some like deathcore band. And he's like, he knows all the lyrics and shit. Yeah. So he's very, he's very well versed as far as music is concerned. Um, I just thought he was going to crush it more. Now, I think I blame a lot of it on when you see somebody perform like a musician, band, anything like that, you kind of get the whole experience coming at you at once. When everything is mic'd and mixed live, I feel like the vocals aren't blended in the way they normally would be. So every imperfection almost shines through. So if I think about that, knowing that aspect of it, dude, he crushed it. Everybody crushed it. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, Travis Barker on drums. I mean, it, it was just, it was incredible. I I guess I just thought it'd be even a little more well, you know, polished than it was. And that's just me being picky AF. So you should watch it. You should watch it. I'm interested to see your take on it uh, next pod. Yeah, I'll watch it. Did you have a thought on that? It sounds like I interrupted your thought. Uh, No, I, I guess I'm just thinking about how, about the whole sound thing, how it's, again, this is a new, it's a new world. It's a new world we're, we're at here. And, uh, and like I said, you know, Vice did that live thing and it sounded like garbage. Yeah. And then, and then like SNL does theirs and it sounds pretty good. And, and it's just like everybody jumped really quick to creating content and didn't really think about delivering the content so so i've I've tried to think about two ways that you could do this right and there's only two ways that i i think it could happen and come out well one is everybody has to be in the same location right everyone's in the same location you run everything through a mixer into a doll right and then your output from the doll is the actual feed going to right the people so that's like one way that everything can be synchronized. The other one is if everyone's at a different location, then there has to be some type of like delay and like synchronization, like maybe everything, all the all the audio is coming from, let's say, five different locations into one location. It's coming in, you know, seconds off from each other. Nobody's shit's going to come in completely synced. Yeah, it's, it's, and then it'd have to be like somehow synchronized in that quick little window, and then sent out. Have you the seen world. anybody? Have you seen anybody do 
a remote performance that's that they're actually playing live and that they didn't film and cut together? I don't know. I just don't see how that works. Because I, I I see what you're saying. That yeah. makes sense as far as as far as input and output goes. From a logistical standpoint, that makes sense. But that does not change the fact that I can't play the song if there's a three second delay from my other guitar player. That's true. But if you are only playing to a click and you know the song, you don't need you, you can have That's true. Yeah. That's true. That would take that would take every that would that would wring every last bit of heart out of it well not really because like let's say you you open a doll and you've got guitar players track other guitar players track a bass track and then you play drums to that right yeah and then the let's say you guys even recorded it live one time the feeling's all there like you recorded it live it's not let's say it's not even um on a click track it's just the tracks that you guys played so it's got all the feeling and then I delete the drum track and the drummer plays to it. And then I leave the drum track in. I delete a guitar track. The guitar plays, plays to that. It's like they're all live tracks. They don't have to be on a, on a uh, click. I think it could work. I don't know how, but there's somebody out there that can do this shit, I'm sure. Because like I said, you know, we talked about like a couple of weeks ago, the Baroness one that I thought was better than their record. Right. But that was, they all had home studios. They all recorded them on their own time. Then they put them together. But they had to have done that to a click then. Yes. So, but I, what I'm talking about is have you seen any bands where they're in four different places playing live together streaming? I will say I that I, don't, I can't name any off the top of my head. I, the, Unless, yeah, did, I, wait, didn't, uh, did Goldfinger, is that what they did? No, I think that was cut together. You think? Yeah. Yeah, it probably was. You're probably right. Because that was like, had other people too. I'd like do from MXPX, like other stuff like that too. I, I see, like, again, it, the technology, it all makes sense to me. But then again, it's just like part of playing live is like looking at the other person. You know what I mean? And like, and feeling it, looking in each other's eyes. Don't you, don't you look into Mark Evans' eyes when you play? Mark doesn't have uh, eyes. He's soulless. That's true. Um, but, uh, no, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting world. I do think that Code Orange set the bar high. And I think that's how live stream concerts can work in a post COVID era because, you know, they're saying not post COVID during COVID era because they're saying that like some people I've, I've read that they say live music might not come back till fall of 2021. Dude, I know. And so if that's the case, when, when we've broken down the social distancing rules, like where people can gather, like do what Code Orange did. They were, they were in a venue on a stage with a good system. They had a performance. They just got cameras there instead of people. And you got the feed directly on the board, what people would have been hearing when they're seeing in the live show. You know what I mean? Do it that way. Let's do it. Let's fuck and charge people. Mm, I don't know about charge people. Why charge people? So I, I could see if somebody if you, came if out. Live music, if live music does not come back for over a year, you wouldn't pay 10 bucks to see one of your favorite bands play a live stream of that's, that you know would be good? Um, no. Wow. You know why? You know why? Why? 
It'd be on the internet the next day. It'd be on the internet 35 minutes later. It, dude, I get it, but isn't there something magic? Yes, and I'll tell you what it is. They have to do it in a environment like Twitch where they can interact with the people. 100%. That 100%. that's that's the that's the thing right there. I give I don't give that much shit about the live stream. I get I want the personal aspect. Okay, so of it. I'll take it to, I'll take it to the next level then. Okay? What Code or- what Code Orange did was, hey, this lockdown happened a week before we were going to give the performance of our lifetime. So we want to do it. I get their situation, but no, let's take it to the next level. Then let's get bands on stage together, mic'd up, ready to play. Like you're going to play to a thousand people, get good cameras out there. Just like code orange did, you know, two, three people. And, but also in between songs interact. Okay. Say, fuck it. You know, it's, 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 you're, you're already missing the energy of a live atmosphere. So you could take five minutes in between songs because what's people are sitting on their fucking couch. Who gives a shit? They're not yeah. going to the bar. And like, so take five minutes, answer some questions, play three more songs. I, dude, I think it could work. I, think I do too. Work. I, I think a lot of people are finding out what can and can't work right now. It's I interesting. Think people pay for it. I think people would pay for it. Well, yeah, I mean, if you've ever gone on Twitch and like people will just be sitting there chilling. I, I'm not kidding. There's like an entire section of Twitch called just chatting. And it's like people and they're like, just like me, just you just sitting here chatting. Yeah. And people come into the stream and like you have, you know, overlays and shit that are like goals, like people subscribers or donate, like people donating money and they just sit there and collect money. It is. Dude, I've been diving down this rabbit hole because I'm trying to figure out exactly what to do with this goddamn podcast and other content that I'm working on. Um, so I did a couple of things. One, I got a Discord. Discord is like the official, you know, streamer chat. It's it's yeah. Explain to this old millennial who really still doesn't understand what it is, bro. I barely understand what it is, but. Let me start by asking uh, a different question. Have you ever heard of the chat thing called Symphony? No. Okay, so that is a uh, that's something I know about from work. And so at work, you have a, you, most people have a couple different tools. They have email, right? And they have some type of chat system where they can like ping back and forth with their coworkers. Do you have something like that? We use Microsoft Teams. Okay, so you do have something where you can yeah. message back and forth. All right. Symphony is that same thing, but it's more a collection of rooms. So it's like you might start a room for a specific project, right? Let's say you have a project. All the people in that project are in this chat room. If you restart, if you do anything, you come, if you invite a person to that a chat 10 days later, they see the entire history of the chat. It's pretty cool, right? So that's exactly how Discord works. You see the whole history. So like I joined a couple chat rooms and then I could look back through the whole history of the chat. And it's almost like Reddit in the fact that there's a sub chat room for nearly everything. Um, that being said, it also has voice, you know, sections of it to where like you can be in a chat room and go into a voice section. And if you are a member of that chat and you join the voice section, you guys can all talk. They've recently added video. And it's actually what I've noticed is the audio quality in Discord is top notch. I, 
I could be tripping, but I feel like the audio quality that I got in Discord was far superior to Skype and even better than Zoom, which is crazy because it's a free service. Um, I did create a Discord chat room for Heck and Cool Dads. So there is, uh, it's HCD Podcast. And if you go in there, there's a couple subsections. There's one where you can ask us anything. There's one where you can suggest a topic or something you want us to talk about. Uh, and then there's just a general section where people can interact. I haven't really started even promoting it yet. In fact, I think I just dropped it on our Facebook like a day or two ago and just said, hey, if you got this, go in here. Because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Uh, you can also set up a whole bunch of bots that like automate stuff. So like when a new person joins, the bot can send them a message, give them a welcome message and whatever. Uh, I, I can't get into all of it because I don't fucking know all of it. Pretty yeah. fucking cool so far though. Um, I think it'll be really fun if we can get that going a little bit because it's a much better method of, you know, suggesting if somebody wants to be a, a guest, for example, they can say, Hey, I'd like to be a guest. And that's like yeah. a, a centralized location where all this shit can be. It also integrates with all the streaming stuff that I'm trying to do with this podcast. So it's kind of neat. I don't know. I don't think I have uh, much else to say about it. Um, speaking of streaming. So a kid comes up to me and says that there's some kind of Travis Scott thing going on in Fortnite. Did, did your Same. kids come to you? Same. Yeah. And so I was just kind of like, I, that's cool. I don't really care. Like, I just, I don't know. He, I don't know what he was trying to convey to me, but it wasn't resonating that Travis Scott was holding a concert inside of Fortnite. Yeah. You're doing air quotes. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. That being said, it broke the record for what do you call it? Like online streaming concert of sorts. So 12.3 million people just through Epic that, Games. Is that, was that the initial stream or all six, five or six of them combined? No, they that happened. was, so he, I thought he did like 15 like, minutes straight. He did, but then they did it again, like eight hours later and then eight hours later. It was, there was, they played it like four or five times. You talking no, about the it, first one? It was the first one. 12.3 million people just through Epic Games. And that doesn't include people that were like watching through Twitch or watching through somebody watching it, you know, on their channel. Yeah. So the previous record was like 10 something million. So I mean, he crushed it. That's tight. I honestly was, had no did idea. You watch it? No, not at all. It was crazy. So, cause it was interesting. Not crazy. It was dumb, but it was, it was still pretty wild. Uh, where, so the funny thing was my, but Miles came up to me and he was like, Hey, uh, tomorrow night, cause we have like, like schoolwork time between seven and 8 PM. And he goes, tomorrow night, can we skip schoolwork or move schoolwork? Because Travis Scott is performing on Fortnite. And I was like, what? And I looked and, and I saw that. And then they like, it happened. And he was like a giant, there was like a giant computer version, uh, like Fortnite version of him. But right. it was like a giant stomping around the map map. And uh then they like went underwater and all this stuff. And it was kind of like a animated music video. And uh 
I really wish he was actually performing. They were just obviously playing his music. I thought it would be cool if it was like his animated self was actually performing, but uh, like some you know, uh, holographic Tupac shit. Yeah, it was cool. That was basically the equivalent of what it was. No, I, it just it just shows like uh, I I don't know if they've done any of those before, but I think it shows just the constant evolution of how we consume content. I mean, that's, you know, that's yeah. crazy. It, uh, point three. It's funny too, because it made me start thinking of, or not, it didn't make me start thinking about it, but miles was like, I want to get this special Travis Scott skin. Yeah. And it's $20. And I, <laughs> it's funny. All Travis Scott stuff is so expensive. So I could, I so quickly was like, I'm not getting a I'm not getting a uh I'm not getting a skin for twenty dollars. I'm not getting you a skin for twenty dollars. And Miles <laughs> is like he's like he's like, but it's Travis Scott's skin. And I was like, Yeah, I want Travis Scott's Jordans and they're twelve hundred dollars. Like That's funny. It, it's just funny because you can use Travis Scott as a metric because all of his shit is so expensive. I can't believe that he's actually selling a skin for twenty bucks. I'm uh, I'm I'm looking at it right now. That's him, dude. He's he's super muscly in this. Is yeah. he is he like jacked like that in real life? I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah so it that's crazy. My kid didn't ask for the skin. Thankfully, I mean, I would have just said no, but he didn't ask for it. Uh, I I did let him record some some new videos. I saw he has the Deadpool skin because. Uh, I had him, you know, key the shit up and we got the recording set up for him. He was Deadpool with these like big yeah, cameras and shit. The Deadpool tie-in was a pretty big thing for a few days, a couple of weeks ago. I noticed that. All the uh, kids talked about. Yep. My kid was like going crazy on Fortnite. Like I gotta, I gotta do this challenge to get the Deadpool skin. It was like, he was going crazy on it, which by the way, uh, we pulled some like total bad parent shit and, uh, he, you know, I, I've been like touting like how good he's been doing at his online schoolwork. He's just been crushing it, dude. He skipped mad shit. He skipped mad shit. So it wasn't till yesterday that we caught an email from his. <laughs> I'm so glad that I'm not alone in this. <laughs> yeah, we thought he was like crushing oh, it. I mean, we thought we were doing our due diligence and we were checking in and yada yada, but. Yeah, and honestly, I think part of it was him bullshitting us, and part of it was he legitimately thought he was done with some of the shit. Like even after we like caught him, he's like, "I'm done with that." And then we had to go in, and he's like, "Oh shit!" Like I'm not done. Like some of it seemed legit. Some of it was just, yeah, he was he was getting one over on us. But uh, anyway, so yesterday, Amy like pauses the TV and she's like, "Hayden." And I was like, oh, shit. Like, oh, no. I knew. I knew something. She had just gotten some news somehow. Well, it turns out uh, she reads an email from the teacher that's like, hey, uh, just checking in. Um, haven't heard from you much this week. Did you start your <laughs> science at all? Dude, he had mad shit he didn't do. I mean, oh, like, man. mad Dude, shit. We had to, insane. like... We had to reel it in. It was like total good cop, bad cop. Like I actually was the good cop yesterday. She was like letting them have it. Um, he's freaking out and shit. Uh, but yeah, she wrote out all the shit. Dude, he spent all day working today. And when I say all day, I mean 
didn't even take like break. He like came down for lunch, but normally he takes this big long hour in the middle of the day. And he's like, it's like recess. And he watches videos. I told him on Sunday, I was like, no videos, not even during your, you know, quote unquote recess tomorrow. He worked all day, even until like, even past school hours, he was still working four, five, six, seven o'clock. And he's not even done with the stuff he missed, which means he hasn't started this week at all either. So, I mean, I guess maybe we just, we learned our lesson, you know? It's, it's, it, uh, I love it. I, I, I don't love it because I know how frustrating it is because, uh, we're, we're dealing with the same, but only with three of them. And, uh, you know, and it's funny too, because I got an email from one of Rowan's teachers and this is, you know, he's in sixth grade. Like he doesn't have ones through fives. He's got yeah. lettered grades. He's got actual assignments. He has to get done. He's got reading. He's, he has to do and all this stuff. And, and, uh, yeah, I got an email from his teacher saying, Hey, he hasn't been doing this. And I was like, he has been telling me that he's been keeping up with shit. And I was pissed. And then, Two weeks later, and we had a big ordeal. And then two weeks later, I got a call from one of Miles' teachers saying that she hasn't checked into his Google Classroom at all. And then uh, I got an email from Beatrice's teachers saying, hey, this is, you know, she's all caught up except for these three things. It's just like, but then today, does your school district doesn't use uh, Infinite Campus, do you? Uh, No, we use Schoology. Okay, it's like, you know, where you can see their assignments and grades and all yep. that stuff. And um, I log into it today while I'm working. And Rowan was upstairs, you know, just on his computer doing God knows what in his room. And uh, I'm working and I'm looking and I look at assignments and it's just like missing, 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 missing. Just red buttons all down the page. And I took a screenshot of it on my computer and put it right in iMessage and I was just like, I I texted them and I was like, what is this? <laughs> and, you know, our kids do like three, we're doing three hours, like, like official th- like hours that they have to do schoolwork that we do their assignments that they're, they're given. Yeah. And, uh, I think Rowan did six or seven today. Same, same thing. I was like, nope, you're, you're, you're sitting here working. You're getting the shit done. Yeah, dude. Made your bed. That's but at the crazy. same time, it, and I, I get it, and and we're all trying our best here. Um, but at the same time, and I'm glad. I don't know what your school district has has talked about as far as grading goes and stuff like that. But we got an email from our from the top dog in the district uh, from Columbus City Schools today about how they're doing grading, and basically they're they're giving. Um, a grace period to get third quarter stuff done. And then based on fourth quarter, based on what the, how the teachers assess the online learning, they get a pass or an incomplete. That's it for the fourth okay. quarter. It won't count into GPA or anything like that. Um, but they get a pass or incomplete. If they get an incomplete, they have until middle of September. Mm. Make it right. So I think that, that's, they that's are, pretty good. They're doing their best. But at the same time, it's like I was talking. I was talking to Sierra when when I found out that that Miles had a bunch of stuff. I, she was working, and I was working, and I was like, "They can't expect us to to be able to keep track of this like a teacher does. We're not trained to yeah. keep track of this shit." 
Um, God bless the teachers, man, because I can't do it for three. Yeah. So speaking of, so this is Derek Rainey. He's a teacher, also a parent. Um, I saw he posted, it said, if we're grading right now, we're grading privilege. Dude, that was a very provocative. I saw that this morning too. I was like, he's totally right on. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I want, it made me, it definitely made me question, uh, how some people are going to get it done. I mean, just like you said, the story you're telling, you're struggling with three. I'm struggling. We are struggling with one. I mean, obviously, I just told the story about yeah. he's fucking missing all kinds of shit. Like when he does the work, he's nailing it. But, uh, you know, having to focus on a career, like a job that's considered a big kid job, right? Having me to sit down and focus on that all day, my wife sit down and focus on hers all day, somehow balance that with, entertaining a two-year-old that literally just wants to go play a hundred percent of the day. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, we're expecting a lot of him because of all the things we're managing. So selfishly, we're probably, we weren't checking in as much as we should have. Yeah. I mean, like I said, learned our lesson, but like, yeah. and I feel like we have it. Okay. The fact that, you know, we can step away from our big kid jobs and, and check in. We have the ability. We can step away from our big kid jobs and you know take our daughter and make everybody go outside and play for a little bit. Some people are still going to work. Some people are, sing- are single parents, but they're essential. So they're still going to work. And it's like, what do they do? They come home, they're everything yeah, and they got multiple kids. I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. You listed off all that stuff. You know, I, we both got our jobs. We're taking care of a two-year-old. We're expecting uh, out of our, out of our boy who, who, you know, we just expect is, you know, he's good at school, so he's going to be good at home, too. It's like, well, yeah. part of being good at school is because you have a teacher who's trained at egging you on. Fucking uh, hurting but, cats. But uh, I, it's like, take that all that stuff you listed. Now, uh, pretend you're one of the, you know, immigrant Muslim families that goes to my school who's, you know, the dad is has to get up and go run the Sunoco gas station here every day. And the mom is probably doing something similar. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's just like, or yeah. imagine that you're a kid who, who, uh, lives, you know, in downtown or something like that. And your dad's in jail and your mom can't get a job or whatever. And you don't have internet and you rely on school to eat too, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, I, I did see that. I, I do want to commend a lot of the businesses that are stepping up. And offering free meals, uh, kids meals. I mean, it could be anything like, you know, I've ordered out several times during this pandemic and almost every place I've ordered, there's been, you know, while I'm ordering online, there's some kind of option to add a free kids meal. It's like free kids meal with any purchase. Yep. Tight. So you're talking about the Wendy's app. You're talking about the Wendy's app. Oh, bro. Uh, I definitely use that. Noodles and code did it too. Uh, and I, and you know, I also commend Columbus City Schools. They have four or five stations set up around the city, where they're if you're a student there and you can't eat, you can come. They say everybody can, but you know it's for those kids, obviously. But yeah, it's 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 weird. I do I I thank the schools for bearing with us, uh, but it is it is tough. For sure. How do you think? Uh, 
TV shows that typically have like live audiences? Like, how do you think they're deal? I mean, I guess I don't want to say how they're, I don't want to generalize. Right. Because I know that some of them are actually not doing it. I think, uh, what's that one fucking show we watch? Um, the voice that, you know what it is. It's like, goddamn American Idol, but slightly better. Uh, I saw they did something where it was just like Nick Cannon and a hundred like super fans on a Zoom chat or some shit. Like that was how they were were doing the show. Uh, But I feel like there's other shows still recording and they still have a live audience. Yeah. It's really weird. I mean, you see the, the like wrestling, they're wrestling in empty arenas, which I hear is just super weird, but these guys are still giving it their all. Well, yeah, they're fucking actors anyway, so uh, they should but, be able uh, to go out there and do it. But, uh, you know, SNL, uh, I talked about how that first at-home episode was a pile of horse shit. Right. Uh, we watched the second one last night, and uh, it, you could tell they took a couple weeks and they got their shit together. Like yeah. Everybody had the same cameras. Everybody had the same lighting. You know, they they obviously sent people lighting rigs, cameras, green screens, yeah. all this stuff. You can tell they spent more time writing. You know, it, it was it was still wasn't as good, but it was better. But I mean, yeah. they they talk about it like in the weekend update. Michael Che was like, "And this is weird without an audience." You know, and I, I called uh, uh, "Who Wants to Be a Millionaire?" Is that what it's called? "Who Wants to Be a Millionaire?" I think that's what that show is called. Um, Jimmy Kimmel is hosting it right now. And he's got celebrities on there and they're basically playing the show and the money goes to some charity they're playing for. Yeah. Um, there's like overdubbed like audience laugh tracks, but you can clearly see there's like no audience. Yeah. So I will say this, you know, there are a couple shows that I watch that, you know, are you know, like the political humor shows I watch. I watched real time with Bill Maher and I watched, uh, Last week tonight with John Oliver. Those are the two like political comedy shows I watch. Both of those are suffering greatly from not having live audiences. John Oliver is a little is is a little bit better because he's so ridiculous because uh, he's wildly British and yeah. uh, and his stuff is like you know investigative reporting. So like the jokes are still funny, but you're more focused on the reporting. But Bill Maher, man. He it's funny because his opening monologue on the show, he has a laugh track, but it's a, they, they, but it's, you know, he's shooting the show in his backyard. That's the joke that he's in his backyard. Yeah. But all the laugh tracks, they are, they're all footage from like shows from like the fifties and sixties and seventies. So like he tells a joke and then they like show a clip of like laugh track of people from like the 1965. It's like and a it's black funny. and white clip. And it makes, and it makes the joke even funnier in my opinion. But then, when he does, he always does a mid-show bit in between interviews where he does like a series of jokes and then he does new rules at the end, which is another series of jokes. And they don't use the laugh track in that, but he tells the jokes like he normally does to an audience and then he pauses. And then he tell like, then he takes a beat and then he tells the next joke and it is just, yeah. even if the jokes are funny, they sound like they, they sound unfunny. Right. Like it takes all of the wind out of the jokes. Um, I saw who, who, what's that comedian's name? Uh, Andrew Schultz or Schultz. He does the brilliant idiots podcast with Charlemagne. You familiar with this guy? Mm -mm. 
Dude, I'll have to send you. He just did a, uh, he just did like a, I don't know, five minute comedic rant about all kinds of shit. Uh, and I, I'm not even going to, I'm not going to go into any of it here cause I don't want to spoil any of it. I want you to just watch it. Um, little Eric posted a clip from it and I went to his, are you talking about the guy yelling in his car? No. Oh, okay. Okay. No, 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 no. no. Uh, he had posted a clip and I went, I went to Instagram and I didn't see the same clip. And I, I guess I, I was like, where'd you get that? And he sent me the link and I watched the whole thing. It's pretty fucking funny. Um, so we'll have to, we'll discuss it uh, next week, but it's pretty good. Um, we didn't really get into like what we've really been up to. I think we've just kind of, we didn't do like a holistic update for the week. It's just, this is nice. It's uh, we spread it throughout the entire podcast. Um, Tonight I was, well, let me back up. I said before I bought that new TV, right? For the yeah. bedroom. Cause for whatever reason, uh, I'm, I, I'm lucky enough to have a job during the quarantine. I'm receiving my same paychecks. I always do like nothing life-wise except for going out and shit like that. Nothing's drastically changed for me. Um, except for I'm home. And so I'm, I'm, analyzing everything that I don't like about stuff. Holy shit. And I'm figuring out things I need to buy. Apparently Um, I bought that TV that came out of that analyzing. Um, Well, I take the old TV down and I go to put the new one up and I mean, I already have a mount on the wall and all that shit. The fucking, the arms, like, you know how like the mounts on the TVs are like kind of an X pattern, the arms uh, I'd say they're, I don't know, 10 inches long right? The bottom two, the way the back of the TV is set up, they're too long and I I can't use that mount. So at first I was like, oh shit. Like I've never been in a position to have to take a mount off the wall and put a new one up. Holy shit. I'm going to have to like patch the wall and do all this bullshit. And I was like, there's gotta be, I don't want to do all that. So I knew where I got the mount. I went back and bought the same mount uh, for the size down TV. And I was like, hopefully I can just grab the arms out of there, the little like sprouty things, bolt them on and just use it. That did not work. Um, so I was like, oh, maybe, <laughs> maybe this, um, maybe the thing that you bolt on, the whole thing you bolt on the back, I can just put that up on the thing that's bolted onto the wall. Cause you know, it's like two pieces. That didn't work either. I was like, shit. So I did some weird hybrid of the two. I left the two long arms on the top piece. I took the two smaller ones. They weren't really supposed to bolt on, but who gives a fuck? Like the bolt went through and the nut went through and tightened and it was all good. So I made some Frankenstein shit on the back of that and just hung it back up on the same mount. Well, where the mounting brackets are on the back of the TV are way lower. Dude, my TV's like a solid foot higher than it used to be. And uh, it's not really a bad thing because I always felt like I mounted the TV just a little too low. And I was already in my head like, hey, if I got to fucking remount this TV, I'm going to mount it a little higher because when I'm laying in bed, like it would be sweet if it was a little higher. So I took the lazy way out. But I think it was the smart way out because one, I didn't fuck up the wall anymore. Two, I still got the TV higher by default. So yeah, like is taking the lazy way out always such a bad thing? Like if it results in that? I'm failing to see where you took the lazy way out. 
What was lazy? I had a brand new mount, a full mount that was all compatible and worked together and all the arms fit and it would have mounted on the back of the TV and I could have bolted that fucker on the wall and been fine. But instead, I took the two little piece, two pieces of the X pattern, put them on the old mount, just the bottom yeah. two pieces, and just yeah. bolted a bolt through there. It didn't. It, it wasn't supposed to go on. It didn't lock into I'm place. You, I'm telling you right now, that's not the lazy way. That's the right way. I would have never. I, if I could make it work, that's like that's the way engineers work. That's the way. That's the way men, the real. Okay, men. okay. I'm, kidding. Nope. I'm not. I was about that to was say. A joke. Nobody uh, goes. No good. Nobody goes. No, just put a, put another fucking brace right there. Hey, get the guy with the dump truck. Go across this bridge. Hey, dude, it didn't fall. Fuck it. I feel like that's good enough. Like nobody does that. But I did that tonight, and I, I, I'm dude. I was a little scared. So I get the TV up, and I'm like looking behind it. I had to like, you know, I pulled on it a little bit. I like, I was moving it, and I was just looking for any piece of that wall to move because I have seen so many horror stories of people being like, Hey, look at this picture. And it's like, they came home and their TV has just fallen off the wall. <laughs> if there was ever one TV, it was going to happen to it's this one. So you're, so you're less worried about the TV and you're more worried about you didn't bolt it to the wall, right? No, no, it, it's bolted to the wall. Like it's hard to explain. So a TV bra- um, like mounting bracket is two pieces, right? It's the piece you bolt to the wall and the piece you put on the TV. Yeah. And then from there, you just kind of like hang it on there and put a couple bolts to hold it in place. Right. The piece that's on the TV is Frankenstein together from two different brackets. Yeah, I I get it. The piece that's on the wall is technically only supposed to hold a TV up to 42 inches. This is a 50. Oh, Oh, okay. You left that part out of it. I did. I did. Um, yeah, I might have left that part out. But okay. honestly, like TVs, I feel like they've just gotten lighter over time. No, you, I, if it's rated for 42 and you put a 50-inch, a brand-new 50-inch on there that probably weighs what a 42 weighed a year ago, you're fine. Yeah. Uh, I, but, I mean, if I, if I were in the, in the position you were in, I would have done the exact same thing. Can I make this work with the parts I have sitting here? Yes, it's fine. I feel you like that's what any what any normal human being would do. I don't think that's lazy. I think that's I think it is smart. Well, the whole higher up thing was a happy accident. You, that, yes. That's smart. That was a happy accident, but it was smart and it was right to manufacture it yourself like a real human being, not man, not woman, not they, anybody. You did that's it yourself. Right. You fucking you tell them, Colin. You tell them. <laughs> Uh, onto a little bit of music, man. I feel like we've been talking so much life stuff. We got to talk a little music, and I want to talk about this run to the jewels. I know that you saw it. I did because we because I, I I couldn't even uh, I couldn't even fully get the sentence out, and we were already talking about it before we started recording. And I'm like, oh shit, we can't talk about this too much. Uh, yeah, what's your take? How do you how do you like uh, the the track you're hearing so far? Uh, you uh, think it's gearing up for a really good fourth? I'm very stoked for the record. I mean, I mean, this is two songs they've released so far. This is the first one that's obviously like a single. Mm-hmm. Like I was talking to Sierra about this beforehand. So not talking about the video, but talking about the song itself. Uh, I think the verses are good. I think the beat's good. 
I'm not a huge fan of the sample. Mm. Uh, but what's wait? What's the what's the sample? You mean like that pitchy piano thing? No, like the ooh la la we we that the the, the main vocal. I thought that sample. was it. No, that's like uh, that's the dude they're featuring, ain't it? What? I thought that was the dude that's featured. I'm sure it is, I, but it's well, obviously when you, a, when you say sample, I think they clipped it out of an old song and sampled it. It's what DJ Premier is like scratching the whole time um, in that song. And okay. uh, it's the main hook. I'm yeah, not a I, huge I, fan of that. I thought that was an actual guy that they're no, featured I, on the track. I actually, I actually think it's LP. No. Did it's you watch not, the video? Yeah. Who was that dude singing it in every? All right. Is I'm going that, to pull is it that up. That Greg, Greg nice or. Yeah. That's what I, is. that's who I thought it was. Okay. Is that Greg okay, nice okay. guy? So let's say, okay. Regardless if it's him or not. It's him. Okay. I'm not a huge fan of that vocal line, but uh, wow, we literally just argued about that stupid shit for two solid minutes. Catchy uh, as fuck. It, it that is the thing. I don't like it. I think it's silly. But after watching the video three times, and I had heard the song obviously quite a few times. Yeah. Uh, but then after watching the video a few times, I was like, no, that's like a hook. It's not yeah. just a vocal line. People are gonna remember that. And I actually like was telling Sierra that. Like I could see that song getting big. Like it's oh. got a it's got a good vibe. That song will be one of the vid- their one of their the video, biggest tracks. That's where the video comes in too, I think. Because the video is high budget or not high budget, but it feels bigger budget. Yeah. Uh it's more there's polished. a lot of people. There's a lot of people in it. There's dance routines. Zach David of- is in it. Oh, bro. I watched it twice and I missed it both times. I did not see him. You did it? I did not. No, there's a there's a point where they're all there's a few of them walking together and Zach DeLaRoche is off to the left walking right with them. No uh, shit. Yeah. But uh side note, LP says that he re- he recorded an entire record with Zach DeLaRoche and that was like fucking 6 years ago. Where the fuck is it? <laughs> Anyway, about to add him. About that. I'm about to clip that piece out right there and at him. <laughs> um, Hashtag but, uh, Colin wants to know. Colin wants to know. That just sounds like a good segment. <laughs> Colin wants to know. Uh, and I just bitch about something. Um, but the video, I feel like I'm about to get a little philosophical here. Hit me. Uh, the video is also mostly because I know Killer Mike and I know his politics and I know LP's pretty much on board with him too. The video is like, it is like a big fun party. They're talking about like after the fight between good and evil and, and greed and, and stuff is over and we won that we're going to have a party. That's the whole vibe is just a bunch of people hanging out. But the fact that they're burning money and their purses and their credit cards and stuff the whole time. It's like a, it's like a, and, and laughing and partying and having a good time. It's just like this, like, you know, I, I've read a lot of anarchist literature and I've, I've, uh, and it's like a anarcho socialist or anarcho communist utopia idea. This idea that says burn the fucking money, get rid of it. Well, let's all just have a good time. Let's all have a good time together. Let's all look out for each other. And I just love it. I think that, 
even though I don't believe I'm not, I, I don't, my beliefs are not extreme. Like in that way, I feel like it's a really good thing a vibe right now. It's like, guys, I see, I see sucks, killer man. Mike gang take them chains off and throw them in no fire though. He was swinging them big ass gold pendants around talking about he's ODB and shit. Looking like Rick Ross with those glasses. For on. real. Oh. Oh. Anyway, uh, I think it, I think it's a really, I think it's a really cool, I think it's a cool, really cool video. So really I'll give you the, the very song. short, uh, my very short analysis of it. One, that yeah, hook, I just went there for a while. Sorry. No, nah, you killed it. You killed it. Uh, number one, the hook, the hook is crucial to that song's success. You know why? Because people love a very quick, catchy, repeating chorus, a la Gucci Gang, right? Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang. That that was literally a fourth of a hook. Uh, and this, granted, it's not as uh, stupid as that. It's going to catch on. I guarantee that it's going to be a success in several markets, including TikTok. There's going to be something with that video. Other than that, the beat is fucking fire. The beat is out of yeah. control. It crosses and- all boundaries. It's a it's a club hit. It's a dance hit. It's a fucking I'm sitting here at my computer working hit. It's a I'm in my car with the windows down hit. Everything about that track is nice. Mike, LP, everybody kills it. All the verses. I love that the the their first two verses together, they use like the same cadence and kind of flow. Everything about that track, that's one of my favorite tracks they've ever released. Have you heard it before? I heard it tonight. Oh, really? I, yeah, with the video. I, I caught the video. I did not hear it audio only. The, my first introduction to it was they the video. Released, they, released that sing, they released it like a month ago or like yeah, three I know. weeks ago. I, I got that after I, after I Googled. Okay, so I, I caught it on like somebody posted on uh facebook i clicked it watched it later i wanted to hear it again i went to google typed in the name and noticed it was released a while ago i was like damn i missed that um but that's again that it does show the i don't know power of music video because i'd heard the song multiple times and it didn't click with me till tonight tonight it clicked with me yeah you know i still don't love the hook, but I think it. I think it's great. I think it's a great hook. I don't love it, but I think it's great. And I think it. I do think I agree with you. I think it's going to be song people go to shows to see. Yeah, it's and a fucking I think, smash. I think that. I think that it is. They were already on their way to being pretty big. I mean, I saw them three years ago or two years ago at the LC, and it was packed out, or Express Live, and it was packed out. You know, so they're already big, but like I could see this making them really big i agree i think uh i think a lot of this a lot of stuff since the last from the jewels killer mike's been involved in a lot of stuff i think he's kind of made even more of a name for himself where people are going to be checking for him and his projects even that weren't you know and and uh the third installment of that series so there's gonna be a lot of things could do you watch his next Netflix show? Yeah. Yeah, that's great. It's fucking incredible. I'm trying to get that Cripcola, Cripcola or whatever it's called. Uh, 
two other i got a few other music things we, we didn't really talk much music let's just do a little music segment um you know that i have a few bands i would consider to be my favorite bands of all time um one of them i've mentioned a hundred times before i'm going to mention it again the ghost inside so i know that you don't follow them they did on friday just release a new track the first new track since the accident Uh, It's called Aftermath. The drummer with one leg? Yeah. So his dad uh, basically made him a prosthetic so he can still play double bass and shit. What? You didn't know all this? I didn't know that part. Okay, so basically every person, like almost every person in the band was critically injured. Most of them, I mean, they were walking with canes. Like you said, the drummer lost his fucking leg, which is like, I mean, if you lose an appendage, and you're not a drummer from the 80s who shall go unnamed. <laughs> uh, it's kind of crucial in more modern music. You need all four of them bitches, right? Um, so yeah, his his dad helped him like make some kind of, I don't know if it's a prototype or the final one that he's using, but the dude can play double bass. They did a live show, I want to say in California, and they had their second one. It was supposed to be this year, mid-year sometime. That's probably postponed. Um, anyway. They released a new track. It's called Aftermath. And it's fucking dope. It's they're working with uh Jeremy McKinnon from A Day to Remember. He's yep. you know producing again. Um and I think I'm I'm like ninety-nine point nine percent sure it features him at the end. I think that singing part is him. If it's not, then yes it is anyway. Uh the track is awesome. It sounds like a great continuation. It actually sounds like something that would have probably happened. It sounds like a song that was written right before the last album, Dear Youth. Cause like Dear Youth was a little more melodic and this has that melodic feel, but it also has that, you know, get what you give record feel, which was my favorite record by them. Um, dude, it's, it's, you got to listen to the track after this. I think it's fucking awesome. The video is cool because it kind of shows the comeback. And it also pulls together. They had asked everybody on social media, like, hey, if you have a ghost inside tattoo, will you send us a picture of it? And they've done shit like this before. They have a a track called Dear Youth, which was the title track to that album, um, where they had everybody, you know, take pictures of like them writing the lyrics out to the song. And then they did nothing but paste all that shit together of all the fans like holding the lyrics. And that was the video. They do tons of shit like that, which is awesome. Um, you gotta check that. You gotta check that out, dude. It's. Yeah. I think it's dope. It's just what I needed. Um, and I know that you had an album come out as well that you're hype on. And I've only checked out one song, but I gotta be honest. You probably thought I was gonna hate it. So far, I think it's dope. You know what song it was? You know what song? Uh, I think it was. Uh, no, I think it was. No, I think it was the second track. I, I think I skipped the first track and went straight to the second track because I didn't want to take my chance on getting an intro. There's no intro on that record. It's no, well, five songs. It, I mean, I'm I'm going to listen to the whole thing. Why don't you introduce what it is and give us a little? It's rundown. five songs and five songs, 55 minutes long. Uh, anyway, it's a band Elder. Um, a few weeks ago, I had one of the records up here on the wall. Um, and their new record Omens came out, and um, you know, it's a band that I never. Like their first record I thought was just okay. It was like Baroness or Mastodon kind of worship stuff. 
And I always thought they were just kind of, yeah, it's, yeah, they're pretty good. And then I saw them live and they blew my mind. These guys are all really, really good, uh, really good musicians. And then they put out a record, I think three years ago. And it was like in my top 10 that year. It was just, uh, so good. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> I just saw what you thought. That's funny. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, and then, uh, no, they put out a new song, I don't know, maybe a month ago, two months ago, and it's track four. To me, it, it, and it's still the, the high point of the album. Um, that was called Embers. But, uh, and I've probably listened to that song like 500 times. It's so great. Uh, And so I was holding the record to a really high bar. Like, I was like, this better be good as that song. And it, I've probably listened to it 10 times already. It lives up to it and it's good. The only way I can really describe it is like proggy stoner emo. I don't know. It's just, it's just brilliant musicians doing some emotive, spacey kind of heavy shit. It's so great. Uh, right. album's called Omens. We got to start putting it. I know I said this before. We got to start putting these uh, playlists together on Spotify. Yeah. When we talk about this shit, we need to just go through and do like a, you know, a 2019 playlist and then like a 2020 playlist and just keep that shit going. Bands we talk about. Um, Fuck man. While you were saying that I had another, I had another music thing to talk about. New Every Time I Die record's coming. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I knew they had been recording. I didn't know. Did they announce something? Uh, I mean, I, I saw where he basically said, like, oh, we Keith Buckley did an interview and was like, oh, I promise this is the best album we've made yet, which would imply that it's done. And, I mean, in this day and age, the fucking thing is it'll get mixed on like a Friday and drop like the following day. You know what I mean? I, I did. I did hear them say that this is some of the heaviest stuff they've done in a while. So that's cool. Uh, speaking of every time I die though, you know, that YouTube guy, hate five, six, who does yeah. all the hardcore sets. Yeah. So he shot their tid the season and uh, which is their big Christmas show. And he just posted the whole set. They did a whole live thing last weekend. You need to go watch it. It is. I, I caught a piece of it. Uh, yeah. Over over hour long, every time I die set, even the stuff they play of off records that I didn't really like that much, they just, it's just fucking. Dude, they're they're one of the best live bands I've it's ever incredible. seen in my life. It's incredible. They got fucking they're, pyrotechnics and shit too. Fucking energy. Dude, how lucky, how lucky, how lucky is Beartooth? I know I've said this before, but their last like one of their last tours they did they just as a joke asked every time I die to be on it and they accepted dude they played a whole like that's fucking that's I mean that's like a dream come true they did a headlining tour and every time I die was their support I'm not gonna lie that kind of pisses me off and like yeah more power to him to do that. That's and, and and that's all. But if I was Caleb Shomo and I was about to go on a headlining tour and I jokingly asked 
a band that I obviously, I would say, will you guys play this tour? Also, will you headline, please? Fuck that. Fuck that. What the fuck? Where's the camaraderie? Are you the guy that's like, uh, no, we're the headlining band. I'm taking the drum riser. You guys can all fucking set up on the stage in front of my drums and my drums are staying on the drum riser the whole time. No, I'm saying the exact opposite. Bullshit. Oh, you're I'm saying, saying... I'm saying if I'm Beartooth, I'm telling every time I die, I know we're a bigger band technically, but will you guys please headline this? Because I'm Why? unworthy. Because I'm eh, unworthy. Fuck that, man. No, you, there's no better... There's no better mama I made it feeling than having a band you fucking idolize say, okay, we actually... We're down with you guys that much to where, fuck yeah, let's party. Let's do this. Hell yeah, we'll do that. Dude, that is like, that's the ultimate, it's not passing the torch, but that's the ultimate nod from legends, from gods to a younger band. The ultimate. I, I feel like that's the coolest I get shit I get they could have done. You're, you're just a grumpy old man. I feel now like you're just I'm, a grumpy now, old man. Now I'm, no, because now I'm hung up on the fact that you're trying to pin that fucking rock star evil on me. <clears throat> Fuck that. I, <laughs> I am actually like, ask any, any band who's ever asked me if they can use equipment, if they can share shit with me. I am the first person to say, dude, use my whole rig, use my guitar, throw it on the ground if you want. I don't give a shit. Yeah, Crash dude. That shit. You know, I'm the same way. I'm like, bro, take my decimator, take that shit and keep it for months. Maybe keep it for a year. Dude, all you gotta do, <laughs> dude, you fucking, you, when you tagged me in that <laughs> shit where Knox was selling that decimator, oh, Collins would borrow mine forever. He would have loved that. Just tell me. I'll give it back. I'll buy hey, it. Colin. Hey, Colin. Don't even need it, man. I don't need it's it. A, it's sitting on my fucking pedal board. I, I just assumed. I don't that need you it. You didn't need it. I'm just giving you shit. I don't. My Kemper has built in noise gates. I just use that. You know what? You know where the, my pedal board and the rest of my tube amp and everything is sitting it's in my basement i don't even have it plugged in there's no cords connecting it i just like to give you shit that's it i see it so let's address uh one last quick thing in music and then we'll move on i just recently saw that kanye was a fucking billionaire yeah, that's just in the last couple of days. It's actually a really funny story if you really. Read I know. It. I well, I read. Uh, I read his response to he Forbes. Fucking, he fucking texted somebody at Forbes and said it's actually three point three billion. Yeah, because <laughs> well, did you see the whole thing where they were asking him for months? They yeah. asked him for months, and when he didn't like basically disclose his financials, they estimated him at one point three bill, and he's like, actually, it's three point three, which is. I mean that's tight. That's just a another another billionaire out there. Just another. Uh, just another. I mean, so that's two billionaires in a immediate family together. Yes. Yeah. Because Kardashian, what's her face? Uh, Kylie. Young Kylie. And then Travis Scott's in that whole group too. So he's and he's not a billionaire, but that guy's fucking raking it in. Yeah, well, he better he better just stay. There's a lot of money. There's a lot of money there. In yeah, Calabasas, there's a, California. That's what I'm saying. Uh, no. Before we move on from other music talk, there was a music thing that we that I said we didn't talk about, and then you said we did, which is I'm recording at home again. Dog, 
let me let me explain. This is what I was going to move on to right now. Let me explain what you did wrong here. Recording at home again. What are we recording right now? I know exactly what I did wrong. As soon as you said the fuck we didn't, as soon as you moved it over and put it at the top, I knew exactly what I did wrong. That's why I edited it and put it back. So for those of you listening, Colin put something on the board that literally says recording at home again. I took that as recording I, the podcast I get at it. home again. I get it. And I, I segued us into this a long time ago and talked about, oh, I mean, at the beginning of the podcast, I talked about you were, how. You were probably like, we're recording at home again. Do you don't remember? I said, oh, I didn't think we'd be doing this for six weeks straight and blah, blah, blah. That's when I took that and moved I it over. It. I uh, so Colin, it sounds like you're doing some music. Tell us what you're up to. Uh, I got a project I'm in the works. Uh, we have two songs done ish. We that means there's more than you in the band. Yeah, it's it, it is uh, me and another guy, and oh. we used to be in a band together. Mm. Mm-hmm. There's no real secrets here. It's me and Lee West. And, uh, but I'm not shout out to Lee. About. I can't wait when you guys play two, you'll play two shows and Lee's going to quit. It's fine. Uh, but, uh, we're friends. It's fine. I know. Uh, I, I'm, I give him shit the same way I give Chris Tapp. I'm not going to really, I'm not going to really talk about the talk about the music a whole lot. I will say it's heavy as fuck and, uh, having fun writing it and, uh, got two songs done ish. What what tuning but, are you in? Actually, drop B. I'm higher up than Maranatha. Oh, uh, but it's just a new sonic palette to work with, and it's heavy. But what I the bigger point here is that I'm recording at home again with uh, the urgency and passion that I did when I started Maranatha. Hell yeah. And, uh, I'm not saying that to say that, you know, like this is definitely a fun project. This is not something that I think either of us are ready to like make a big ordeal about. I would like to play this live though, for sure. But, uh, but, you know, Maranatha is still my baby and still my focus, but this is just, it's, I've, I've started things and I've not, I've started things and set them down and started things and set them down and recorded stuff at home. But like when I first did the Marinath, the very first Marinath EP, and it's embarrassing to listen to now. Uh, there's good riffs and good songs on it, but the, a lot of that's really embarrassing. Specifically, the recording no, because man, it was just like you're crazy. Because it was just like I have my computer and I have my USB interface and I have my guitar and I have my HM2 pedal, and I'm just gonna make this work. I'm gonna make a record out of this, and 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 I just you know hacked my way through shit, used pirated drum kit from hell and superior drummer you know like i just like hacked through that shit but now it's like i've got logic and i've got i'm using that i'm still just using that stl emissary or ignite or whatever yeah because it actually does sound a lot like a 5150 did did you get the new one yeah yeah they they uh, did the emissary two or whatever yeah that's one i'm using but i I didn't what i'm saying is i didn't pay for anything i'm just using their free ones and uh, uh, I'm going to replace the drum sounds, but right now I'm just using the one of the drum kits that's in Logic. And the Logic drum kits are actually really, really good. I can uh, I can turn you on to a free kit. 
Yeah, I know. I I was going to ask you about that. Uh, But, uh, but no, like I've been like taking it seriously. Like I got like, I'm going through my pedal board and I got like good tones. I've been playing with compressors. I've been playing with, you know, I, I I have my, the main track with, I'm using the EC4. I'm using my LTD on this one, the six string. And, uh, I got the main track with that and I'm doubling up the guitars with my baritone to get a, a lower frequency. And like, I'm just like doing like some super fun stuff by myself. But like another cool thing is like, I got my E kit hooked up and I'm like, I'm playing drums. I'm like fucking playing the songs and I'm going in and cleaning them up and editing some stuff still. Like I always have done, but like, I haven't like played the drums, played the drums in a while. So like, I don't know. I'm having a lot of fun just like recording at home, but like taking it seriously, like it sounds good. So, you know, I have the E kit. You can kind of see it over there to the the left or I don't know what side it is there. It's, my left my my right you're right um that's pretty much all i've done is play drums so i picked up two kits recently two electronic like vsts um one is the get good drums stuff like uh the periphery and you know uh the uh, all of those the matt halpin kit and all that shit uh, i got the invasion kit hyper realistic like hyper realistic. It's crazy. And then I also picked up Drum Forge, which is a standalone uh, drum application. It's a full BST. You don't need like contact to play anything. And that one, I, I think that's my favorite, most articulate VST I've ever played. I have that mesh kit. And I can do very, very subtle snare rolls and like accents and it, everything is like, it's so realistic. That's the snare is like phenomenal on that. So Jacob Mooney actually, uh, uh, recommended that to me and I picked it up while it was crazy on sale. Speaking of Jacob Mooney, he just did like, he's doing one of those like, uh, mix rundowns, you know, like a lot of producers right now are like pulling up old mix files and session files of bands and they're like talking through. He just did one for the push ahead track, uh, which was pretty cool. I I watched most of it. Uh, It was interesting to hear him nitpick, you know, the the session, right? It was, it was pretty cool. Um, But yeah, so all I've been doing is playing drums like every day. In fact, one day, for no good damn reason, I went live on Instagram, and I was just playing drums and chatting. And it was like that's something I didn't think I would ever really do. But I was like, I, oh, I, got I like, didn't see that. I didn't see that. I usually I see de- when you go live. I deleted the video. Um, oh. I, I went live for I don't know ten fifteen minutes. We were like gearing up to leave. This is a couple few weeks ago or whatever. We were gearing up to leave, and I was like, oh fuck, I'm about to just do this. I had a uh, a little like arm thing that holds my phone. And I was like, fuck it. I'll just clamp it on right here. And I just clamped it on. And I was like, shit, now that I just moved the drum set over here, I can no longer like make it work and sound good. Because if I have it set up, you hear the hit of the actual like plastic or not plastic, but rubber yeah. pad. You hear that too much. And before it was further back and you got all the sound from the speaker. So all you heard was the sound replacement. Yeah. So kind of sucked. Um, I'm working on taking a line out of the computer into my phone audio 
And so you're only going to hear the, uh, the sound replace drums. So I'm going to, I'm going to do that and just start fucking around with that. And I am also working on some music. It's also heavy as fuck. Um, but I'm in a flat. Nice. Drop drop a flat. Uh, that's almost Maranatha levels. Yeah. So I'm fucking around with that. Um, and it, it, I've been listening to a lot of bands that are like super heavy and that are in tunings like that, but they're playing stuff that's not necessarily what I'm playing. Um, I actually, so another band called The Guild, they just released, I think, three new tracks. And there is a part in one of the songs that feels a little new metal-y. Like this band reminds me of a less metal version of Molotov Solution. I don't know if you remember that band at all. Um, super fucking heavy. Amazing. One of my favorite bands to do that. I know uh, I know of them. They were like a moshy metalcore, right? They were, yeah. Super low tuning, super good at their instruments, awesome technical parts, but also stupid mosh parts. In fact, in my old car, they have this fucking song um, that starts out like, people should not fear the government. The government should fear their people. And it's like a chant. And then it comes in, and when it came, it came in, it fucking blew my speakers in my door. So then I had to like roll around with uh, car speakers that were like excessively rattling. Uh, and finally, I had to mute those speakers and only have rear speakers. Dude, it was like the worst time. I blew my shit. I was driving on High Street. I remember exactly where it happened. Shit kicked in right by High Five. When it, I don't know if it was High Five at the time or anyway, kicked in, blew my shit. Speakers didn't work. Pissed me off. Anyway, that band's gone. This band was my like replacement <laughs> for them. They released three tracks, and I got this part in it that feels very new metally. The I guild? don't know. The Guild. That I'll have to like send a you fucking Viking metal band. You would think their older shit used to be a lot more metal. Like there was like solos and shit, same tuning, but it was like heavier with solos and a lot more like kind of blasty stuff and mini grinds here and there. This shit is a little more. Um, I don't know. It's a little more genty, uh, a little more moshy. I'm going to send you the song after this so you can check it out because uh, I can't remember. The, I know the CD is called Reorb, I think it is. Just three tracks. And I know it's the second track, but I can't remember what it's called. Sweet. Um, I've been listening to shit like that. And like that tuning has just really been like, it's been calling out to me. I'm like, I got to write something in that. So I was fucking around in that tuning the other day. And just kind of like, I was playing guitar. I have the Will Putney VST plugin. It's playing, jamming. I'm like, man, this is heavy. I got to like, I got to record right. something with this. That's so it, I'm going to get a couple. Uh, it's That's what it takes sometimes. It's like you get passionate about one specific thing or you're really vibing on like something you're doing and you just want to do it all the time. The problem is I have no fucking time. That's the thing. That's like with Lee and I, it was something that we've joked about for years, for like three or four years. And, uh, and then here and there, and then over, over the last six months or so, even more so. And then we're, you know, we're in quarantine and he just pushed, he just, you know, it's like, Hey man, let's, let's, let's do it. He just kept talking me into it. And I was like, all right, man, let's, so he starts throwing some, some riffs at me and we both know what we're looking for. We both know exactly what we want it to sound like and oh, yeah. we just fucking are doing it. And it's, I'm into it. I can't wait to hear more. It sounds right up my alley. It's, so it's fun. Hype. All right, man. I don't know. We got much more time. I'm just gonna quickly, quickly dive into 
a purchase I made. Okay. So, oh man, when you put that on the board, I didn't think it was something that you bought already. Oh yeah. So for a long time, I've really, I've, let me, let me back up further from as early as I can remember in childhood. I was a huge fan of radio controlled cars, trucks, the typhoon, it did the fast tracks. It didn't matter. And you could guarantee that every single birthday, Christmas, any reason to get me a present, one of my brothers or my mom or somebody was getting me a remote controlled thing. Always been a huge fan. Uh, I remember in the 90s, my cousin had like the fastest, like ready, like street or uh, ready to run battery operated remote control car at that time. There was, it was called the Golden Arrow. And there was one that was like one step below it called the Red Arrow. And I was always so jealous of that. I was a little too young for that because it was like, it was so fucking fast. I mean, it went like literally 30 or 40 miles an hour. And I couldn't control that. I would just crash it and break it. And then as time went on, I stopped getting cars. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, these things started coming out like gas powered cars and like, you know, the, these remote control cars that were larger, you know, they're like one six scale and shit like that. Um, which remember that show Pete and Pete. Yeah. Do you remember when Pete and Pete had a giant, like one sixth model or one fifth model or something? Yeah. And like, Oh dude, that sounds I, gigantic. It's huge. It was enormous. It was like the size of a go-kart, but it was a remote control car. And it, there was a race. That's all I can really remember about the episode. I have always been obsessed with shit like this. And for the last few years, I've hyper been looking at these RC cars geared towards adults. Now, the problem is that these Some motherfuckers go really fast, not just really fast. They're super expensive. I'm not, I'm not the type. Well, I am the type of person that would spend a thousand dollars on a remote control car. I am. You're, you, you're like, if you had, there was a dictionary entry for somebody who would spend a thousand dollars on a remote controlled car. It's you. Yes. Yes. That's, I'm going to take that. That's fair. I accept that. That being said, I'm not to that point yet. Um, <laughs> though I, I get, like, I get in these rabbit holes where I like research the shit out of stuff and I want all this stuff. And then, you know, three months of research later, I kept just tearing my way up. And before you know it, I want some crazy shit like a thousand dollar remote control car. I've been doing a lot of research the past like three weeks, right? Watch. I mean, if you looked at my YouTube history, it's disgusting. The shit that I'm researching. It's like nothing but weird RC car reviews and shit like that. Found the one I settled on. Finally pulled the trigger. It's going to show up like this week. I am, I am like, this is like kid at Christmas. That's so I am sweet. I've always, so stoked. I, I will say that I've always been very intrigued by the, you know, real RC stuff. Like yes. the guys who's got who have RC cars that go 100 miles per hour and shit like that. I've always been really intrigued by those guys. But in the same way, my thing has always been I told Sierra and I and I've, I'm I was literally thinking about this yesterday when I was taking a walk around my neighborhood. Uh, I told Sierra that someday I'm going to, I'm going to be a model train enthusiast. (laughs) Oh shit. It's a hobby shit. It's a hobby shit. 
you know, my dad's best friend when I was a kid, like my dad's best friend from art school, you know, he got a design job and got married and had kids and just did his own thing, but then had, he was a model train enthusiast and all of his time, man, his whole basement, he had this, like he had mountains and forests and cities. It was his whole fucking basement. He spent his whole time down there. He had trains that went up. He had a bathroom in the basement. The trains went through the bathroom ceiling. And then he had one that went upstairs and went through his kitchen. Shut he could, like, the fuck up. He could like bring notes to his wife and stuff like that. It went through his kitchen. It was amazing. That was the first Google home. <laughs> Your dad's credited with the first Google, with the first no, not broadcast my dad. system. Not my, not my dad. Oh, my bad. My dad's best friend. Uh, well, he then he he gets the first broadcast system in a house. That's wild. Um, yeah, so I, I got one. I think mine goes like four, like close to forty out of the box. That's still fucking fast. Oh, it's disgusting, and it it's got like a it's got real shocks with like fucking oil and everything in them. Like I'm gonna break something. I don't know what's gonna break on it first, but something's gonna break. I was watching videos of people like have all these ramps and shit and they're like jumping shit. I dude, I can't wait because with all the construction going on, uh, where they're building that new community, you live in the perfect area to have something like that. Not only that, I live in the perfect area to build a dirt jump. I can't wait to, I'm going to build a fucking jump. Um, speaking of, did you see that Wes, my drummer? I did. Is building a BMX track in his backyard. Yeah. That's some, uh, that's some out in the country type shit. He's not um, out in the country though. He's in Bexley. I know, dude. He or Whitehall. Somebody's somebody's gonna complain. I bet. Uh, so I'm going to hit send and send this uh, Facebook message out. And today oh, we joined. Today we joined. Uh, a long time today. Yeah, we have. So today. Uh, I, I asked you to join a different Zoom number. I didn't want to join my static, like personal Zoom number because I was like, you know what? Maybe at the end of this, I know it's going to be kind of late. I mean, it's 11, almost 1130. I'm going to send out the Guess Zoom I'm number. Crack another beer. I'm going to send out the Zoom number and see if uh, anybody joins. Um, so we can just kind of kick it here for a minute and we'll see if uh, anybody joins. We'll save the other topics. Colin for next week, right? Yeah, those are fun. Yeah. So give me a second. Because I'll just cut out all this silence and shit. Well, while you do that, I'm going to, I'm about to pee my pants. So give me a sec. <laughs> all right. I'm going to end this recording. Please, for the love of God, tell me you just heard my monster burp in the bathroom. I wasn't paying attention to shit. Damn it. Damn it. You got any bites? Uh, doesn't look like it. I also didn't post it from the podcast. I posted it from my own personal. Well, it's probably the better way to do it because you probably have more friends than the podcast. Does. Fucking probably. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think we only got, you know what? We actually have, uh, it's been doing a little bit of growing. We're up to 214. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, we're killing it. I don't know. Maranatha, Maranatha's got 2,200. Uh, How many years has Maranatha been around? <laughs> seven. <laughs> uh, no, this is this was a good podcast. We had a lot to talk about. 
uh, so let's not ignore the fact that earlier tonight, it's like, I don't know, 8.30 and I go, damn, I need to put some topics on here. And as I'm putting one on, you're putting one right under me. Yeah, we were, I, we, I, I was like, I was like we, got, we need to have some stuff to talk about. I did the quick math, just so you know. And 2,200 divided by seven is 314 a year. So we've been All around. Right. All right. We've ACDA been around. Ain't doing so bad. Ain't doing so bad. We've been around for about a year. Right, we're just over a year, and we're at 214, and that's with little to no pushing. So, if we continue to push, I feel like we can surpass that uh, Maranatha number. I don't know, man. Five, five minutes, five minutes, and nobody's joined. I think it's time to wrap this bitch up. I'm just impatient. Yeah, that's fine. All right, Colin. P O six. PO6. PO6 in the books. We got to think of a good name for this. Every time uh, I pod. There it is. Every time <laughs> I pod. All right. I'll figure out a good one, if not that. Don't leave the meeting yet. Just stop recording. <laughs> got it. All right. Peace. <laughs>